It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use, and because they're offering exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. And when I win with FanDuel, I get paid fast. Plus, FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Welcome to all the Ampers. We are live. Reminder, you want to get the show earlier than ever. Like the Favorites Pod in Apple Podcasts. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts. You will get the Favorites earlier than anybody else who is listening to it in podcast form. It is the Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Amazing game. Uh, really fascinating. Me and my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter, Eagles fan. We're going to break it down. We're going to give him like three minutes just to vent, make it a safe space. We're also going to get into futures. That's going to be the majority of what we're talking about today. Turning the page. It's already 2023, 2024. Simon and I have already made one futures bet. I know that if, I know of that he made. I made it as well. Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. My brother. <laughs> I feel for you, man. I do. Also. With the NFL season over, all eyes on the sporting world turn to everything from the NBA to NCAA basketball to the NHL. Plenty of games to watch, or even better, plenty of games to get out of the house and actually go to. And what's the best way to get your hands on tickets when you want to go to one of these games? Check out Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S., Game Time offers amazing last-minute deals on tickets to all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NCAA teams. On top of that, they sell last-minute concert and comedy show tickets, too. So if you're in New York and want to go see the Knicks, take on the Pelicans. Game Time has you covered. If you're in L.A., want to go see the Kings, take on the Coyotes. Game Time has you covered. If you want to see Adam Sandler live tonight, this weekend, anytime soon, whenever, download the Game Time app and redeem code FAVORITES. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, download the app and enter code FAVORITES. That's F-A-V-O-R-I-T-E-S for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Personally, I can say I've used Game Time a boatload. Love it. Fantastic. Also, 
Let, let me recap. <laughs> you love the Eagles. Yeah. You love the Eagles so much that you said on Sunday when we did convince me that you were not even going to be able to watch the game. You were going to have to listen to it on the radio. And then maybe True. depending on what happened, you'd watch the game after. Tell us how you experienced this game. Well, I'll start off by saying I've become comfortably numb, Chad. You sound one- terrible. You yeah. sound so sad. You don't have your pep. I'm hurt. I am. I'm trying to put on a brave face. I think I'll be better as we get going here. <laughs> yeah. Woo, it hurts. I would say I wouldn't have watched the game, but I manned up, smacked myself around yesterday when I woke up. and Because I, I try to be a glass half full guy, and I was like, you got to watch the games. I can't, I can't come on here. Give out opinions on a game I didn't watch because the radio is just different. Like the radio, I listened to 94 1 WIP, which is a Philadelphia station. So everything skewed Philly. So I had the most skewed experience a person could have of the experience. So I had to watch it. Did the all 22. It hurts where you're so close. I think most fans get that where if you get blown out, it's whatever, right? You're just like, we were never in it. We were just happy to be there. I'm trying to be happy to be their guy. Like, it's the same thing as the Phillies, where, like, the Phillies coming into the season, whatever they were, 35 or 40 to 1 to make a World Series, just happy to be there. Not really expectations for the Phillies. Had the same mindset with this Eagles team, but that changes when the Eagles are the one seed all year and the team is the best team in my model, and it's just a really good feeling up 10 at half. I think you would attest to that if you're an Eagles backer. Um, but that's why I love football. It's... It's the ultimate chess match and different pieces and different little things. And we saw, you know, the grandmaster, Andy Reid, he really stepped up in a second half where he was staring at one and three in his career in the Super Bowl, dead in the face. And he bounced back. I mean, he's two and two now in a Super Bowl. Just a true hat tip to Andy. As much as I want to credit Mahomes, Mahomes was incredible. After rewatching the game, the all 22, it's the scheme, man. The scheme was incredible. And, um, I don't know what, when you want to start the timer for me bitching because I'm ready to get into Philly mood. But I just want to pay – we're going to be paying, obviously, a lot of respects here to the Chiefs team. But as a, a fan of football, can't ask for a better game, Chad. We literally had a 35-35 game in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go. I, I, as a football fan, a guy who wants the sport to grow, it's everything I dream of. I love in the big game the best of the best show up, and that's – Exactly. I think of all of us fans can say Hertz was as best as he could be. Mahomes and that offensive scheme was the best of it could be. So yeah, honestly, it was one of the better Super Bowls I've ever watched. I love that um Hertz didn't lose it. That he yeah. was amazing. Nobody on the Eagles lost it. Forget about the call on Bradbury. I actually thought the Eagles as players handled everything with such class after the game. Yeah. And A, the fact that he admitted he held him, which was interesting and novel. B, none of the players were like, yeah, that was the play that ended it for us. It is a 60-minute game. It was a brilliant game. Um, And almost like exactly what we thought would have to happen for the Chiefs to win happened. We talked about it for two weeks ad nauseum. Quarterback, head coach versus roster. What are we talking about here? And in the first half, it was all roster. You <laughs> yeah. know? And yeah. in the second half, it was all quarterback, head coach. It was yeah. it was astonishing 
the adjustments. Clinic. It was literally adjustments. Yeah, it was one, astonishing. One Super Bowl. And, and you know, in the first half, as Eagles backers, which we were, um, we were feeling really good because it was playing to script. They were running the ball with ease. Jalen Hurts on RPOs was finding the holes. Kenneth yeah. Gainwell was like the good compliment. I don't know what happened with Miles Sanders if he got hurt early on, but he was really a non-factor. Um, the Chiefs defensively were having a really hard time against Hurts as a whole. Mm. And then in the second half, everything changed. The Eagles defense couldn't do anything. Um, it really became a Mahomes, Andy Reid clinic. Just astonishing. Great game. Great yeah. game. I mean, the interesting thing is, like you just said, it's a tale of two halves where as much shit as I love to give to the Eagles defense, the first half was so much about what the offense wanted the game to be, which was they would ball control and you're hoping for a three and out from the Chiefs. And that's how you kind of flip the game where that's what that first half was. I mean, it was 14-7. It was third and one. The Eagles had the ball at midfield. They're about to go into the Chiefs territory. They had that false start. Hertz had the fumble. You know, we could say that changed the game. That really wasn't the game changer, right? The Eagles were up 24, 14 and a half. What the Chiefs have? Uh, eight minutes or something crazy like that of uh, yeah. offensive time on the field. So they obviously went into half and they just pretty much told the defense, keep doing what we're doing, which was selling out to stop the run and allowing one-on-one matchups and saying, let Hertz beat us. We're not going to let them run the ball. So, to me, Miles, Gainwell, they they couldn't really get much going because all those holes were clogged. The teams really weren't – they really weren't respecting Hurts, and Hurts was kind of beating them. Like, I mean, he was going up and down the field. And my biggest issue with the Eagles was Sirianni played that first half like it was a Super Bowl. Like, he was very aggressive where Andy Reid was the timid one, right? He kicked that field goal on fourth down, which if they would have lost, I'm going to say almost everyone would have gone through. That's kind of that easy, low-hanging fruit everyone would have attacked him for. It's, I mean, it's hard to really make a judgment call there, but of course we all agree. He should have gone for it. Eagles on fourth and two, to me, was the game changer of the game. They had a fourth and two. I swore they were going to fake it. I really did think they were going to fake it there. And instead they punted, and we saw it happen. They took all that return all the way down. At the time, the Eagles were up one. That flipped it. They got the touchdown there. Um, to me, that was where Sirianni lost that game. You're, you're in a game. You're playing crazy aggressive. Your defense – uh, again, I don't want to hate on them, Chad, but I, I said it coming into it. They were going to struggle with that zone against this pass game. That's why I just love the over. I thought to myself, I already know the Eagles are going to get the points. I just thought that the Chiefs were able to score against this Eagles defense. Now, did I see them putting up uh, 38? No, I did not. That that whole scheme they did, blocking scheme against that Eagles front, they got pressures, right? They got, they got their hands close to them. But it's Mahomes. It's what makes him so special in that pocket. He's just – he can weave in and out of it. And to counteract those guys running up the field, they ran the ball really well. So I think, what, Mahomes threw for 170, if that. It was just a really well smart coach game. So as an Eagles fan, yes, I'm I'm pissed off about the call. I think any fan base would be. I mean, I don't even know how many people I had to mute uh, that we work with, Chad, that are Chiefs fans. But I couldn't stand them trying to defend the call. Um, just to me – I agree. That was a that's a call you make there. If you watch every single play that entire game, guys are grabbing. It, it's it's a high game, and I can read these stats to you. Eagles defense had players slip on thirty eight percent of Mahomes dropbacks. Five times they had multiple slippage on a play. The Chiefs only had fourteen percent of the times they dropped back on defense and they slipped. So 
The Eagles are obviously affected by the slipping. They're grabbing a little bit. It's the end of the game in the fourth quarter. I think every fan that's an Eagle fan right now is pissed because we wanted Hurts to have that chance. I don't get why the NFL didn't want it either, where you're going to give Mahomes a three. All right, he's going to be up three, and there's going to be two minutes left, and the Eagles had no timeouts. To me, that would just been a nice dream scenario for Eagles fans and anyone that was watching that game of let the kid get a chance, right? Let let Hurts get a chance. He was, what, minus 350, minus 400 to be MVP heading into the fourth quarter. So it was there for him, and I feel bad that it was taken away from him on a – I mean, just a soft call. Like, yes, he grabbed him a little. That ball was not going to be caught by him. Like, that was just a weird time to call that. So I think that's what sucks is Eagles fans are going to gravitate to that. But as a gambler, to me, that that's irrelevant. Like, that's going to happen. I'm just upset as an Eagles fan. I wanted to see Hurts get that touch. But we see it all the time. The refs, they factor in these games. So um, there are a bunch of spots. The Eagles, you could say they lost it. To me, that fourth and two, fourth and three, the punt by Sirianni. That was a coward move, and they deserved to have that ball returned on them because that was – you're playing to win. Like, in your mind, you should think every time a home gets the ball, he's going to get seven. The kid is a killer. So, I hated that they kind of went conservative in the second half. For first half, they played like a team that was trying to win a Super Bowl. So, um, not going to be better because I'm I'm very lucky where Hurts showed up in the biggest game. The kid's 24-25. Like, what am I about to bitch about having a young stud quarterback? Hell no. So, it's hurting. Like I, I'm hurting. I still haven't slept well. It's been two days, but I think in a week or two, I'll be all right. I just, it's still too much right now. Where I just like you're there. You should have had a chance, and it's gone. Simon, we're turning the page. <laughs> Let's please. We're going on to the futures. Also, I gotta say, NFL season is over, but the podcasts and the betting continues. Betting happens every day of the year because there are sports every single day of the year. Listen to Big Bets on Campus with Three Man Weave and Stucky from the Action Network. Listen to Links and Locks, our golf betting podcast. Listen to Buckets every freaking day with a rotating cast of NBA handicapping geniuses. We got Line Change, our hockey podcast. Got a new podcast, NASCAR podcast, Running Hot, Check it out. The NASCAR team we have is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So listen to all those podcasts. Before we move on, though, Chad, I got to know, how how fuck did you feel for betting that under within five minutes of that game starting? Sick to my stomach. Because uh, <laughs> I was just sitting there, I was like, thank God. At least I don't have both because um, that would have been a bloodbath. But, yeah, the Eagles first half, the over saved my ass a little bit. I mean, I took – Personally, for the group, I did well, but personally, yeah, uh, my own personal bets lost about seven figures on Eagles spread. Um, one of those where I think the I think the live money line might have been um, plus three fifty or plus four hundred, and I tried to get some hedge down because I just was feeling nervous. Made a couple of calls, but got pennies down. It sucked. So I was like, well. I'm all in. I think we're going to win. And uh, that was, that was, again, that's the toughest thing to swallow. Of like, sh- you got to listen to your elders. I had a lot of guys saying to me, like, I love you with the over. I hate, hate the Eagles side. Just stay away from the side. Um, but, yeah, that thank God for Eagles first half. That was something that, you know, what they finished here, 15 and five against the spread in the first half this year. So uh, pretty, pretty special for betting, betting them first half this year. Yeah, it, I had a terrible day on Super Bowl day. Uh, got crushed, mainly because 
uh, you and fucking Raybon had me convinced the Eagles were the right side. Yeah. And you came after me all week for liking the Chiefs, holding my position on the You're Chiefs. You're a Philly guy. And, and like, <laughs> I went in on the Eagles on Sunday morning aggressively, and that ended up being the difference for me between. No, you must hear uh, me. I kept saying Eagles first half. Eagles first half. Yeah, that's it. No, that was right. Ah, I just missed it. I just missed those two <laughs> words. Um, Sunday night. Here's where I was proud of you. And you put your big boy pants on. We both did the same thing. Yeah. Um, get back in the water. We both bet the Bears. <laughs> Yeah. You bet him 80 to one to win the Super Bowl. I got him a hundred to one to win the Super Bowl. Um not gonna say anything. My bet was big enough. I needed approval. And um <laughs> so it's futures time. Yeah. It's futures time. Yeah, with the with the Bears one, and we already touched on it what two, three weeks ago that we were both just loving the spot of the bears of a team that has the quarterback and has a ton of money and they kind of have a plan. Um, the only thing I think I already talked to you about this one move. I think you guys screwed up on was Roquan to me is a cornerstone piece. And the fact you guys trade him to the Ravens and the Ravens gave him all the money. That to me is just a bad luck to the bears because the Ravens, they're one of the best front offenses of all football. So that might be the only mistake they really made last year. You can say what you want about the Claypool move. I get what they were trying to do. They're just trying to surround um, fields with more more weapons, especially weapons they're using the offseason. But they messed up where the Jaguars probably made the right move, like getting Calvin Ridley at a discount and then letting him just chill for the year and not coming back this year with that wide receiving core. So this year was tough, Chad. They, they're not giving us the value like they were last year. I mean, that Jaguars at this point last year, we had them at 150 to 1. So – if you can find the bear still at 100 to one or 80 to one, that's actually good value. Since we took that number, Chad, it's down now to 65 to one. So yep. it's one of those where me and Chad, do we really think the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl? No, of course we don't. It's all about taking positions. And if you listen to us, you know, last year in August, you still could have got the Jags at 120 to one, but we also gave out the Chiefs at 11 to one, and we gave out the Eagles, which, which at that point I think they dropped all the way down to 15 or 10 to one. So that's just one of those where, you know, last year was kind of a unicorn year. Like a lot of the futures we gave out kind of came through in the positions. We're open for the same thing with this Bears team here, Chad. I don't know what you're looking at, but for me, they were the chatter of London. Like when I was in England, a lot of guys talking Bears, a lot of pros like Bears. They like the value on the Bears. Wasn't shocking. We saw multiple thousand dollar bets come in as soon as the Super Bowl ended. And like I was a part of a few of them. You know, books aren't going to take more than a thousand bucks, especially on a long shot like that. They don't need that much uh, positioned against them in middle of February. Uh, yeah. But to me, with the Bears, I love all the things there that's just in that division. Like we got a guy right now and Aaron Rodgers just in some dark hole right now, taking a bunch of drugs, trying to figure out his next move for the next four days. Um, we have Kirk Cousins off arguably one of the luckiest, best years we've ever seen of his career. I mean, in what world is anyone taking their over next year, right? They had the greatest run ever of a one-score team. So we saw a team where the Vikings had crazy high luck. If you looked at our rankings, Bears were very unlucky last year, something I think is going to flip yep. in their favor the, next year. And then we end up on Detroit, which is arguably me and Chad's favorite team from last year. We loved Detroit, but – are they overvalued at this point? Probably. Like they're at 25 to one right now for the Super Bowl, a Detroit team that didn't even make the playoffs. So 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple teams here where we like to value. I wanted to take Detroit, but at twenty five to one, the same number as the Jaguars, which we think is clearly the best team in their division. I don't see that with Detroit. I don't think they're clearly the best team in this division. So we have a little bit of a cluster up the top. We got Detroit, the Vikings, and Green Bay. I all agree. They just should all be close. The Bears are right there. They make a couple of the right moves this year. Field stays healthy. I love this team, like especially everything they could put around him. So that's as a non-fan, just someone going off of it. I can't wait to hear how Chad's viewing his Bears team right now heading into the season. Well, a couple things. Number one, there's news breaking right now that the um... – Arizona Cardinals are hiring Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Yesterday, the Colts officially hired the Eagles offensive coordinator. I don't think these hires move the needle for me at all on the futures. I would also recommend everybody who's looking for smart takes on futures. Brandon Anderson has a great story. Brandon was on with us on the Best Bets podcast right before the Super Bowl. Action Network analyst. He's got a great story on Action Network right now. Download the app. You can read it there. Read it at uh, actionnetwork.com. Love the Bears. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Coming up, my favorite bet is the Golden State Warriors against the LA Clippers as underdogs. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your first no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash favorites. That's FanDuel.com slash favorites to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. KSGamblingHelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee Redline is 1-800-889-9789. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. You know, it's funny. The Lions are interesting as a comp, right? Because... We love the Lions last year. Yeah. So why don't we like the Lions as much this year? Part of it is the number. It's Part the of number. it is, I don't know that they have the ability to improve their defense as much as the Bears have the ability to improve their defense just by virtue of they have the most salary cap room and they have the best draft, <laughs> excuse me, best draft assets. Oh, so yeah. I think the Bears can get better on defense 
faster than the Lions. And I think the Lions also, it's a fade. Not in a, I, I don't think the Lions are going to be good, but we were on that bandwagon last year. It paid off for us in terms of season win totals. I'm not going back to that because there's going to be no value in any respect on anything for the Lions right now. Um, like the only reason I would say, sure, go ahead and bet the Lions at 25 to one if you want it is because they're in the NFC. And we've seen it this year. The NFC is open. I mean, all the great quarterbacks right now in the AFC, and that's why people keep going the lame excuse of, well, the Eagles haven't played anyone. It's like, no, the NFC has a bunch of really good teams. They just don't have a bunch of really good quarterbacks. So I get people's position of that with them. But the fact that they're 25 to one on FanDuel and the Vikings, which is basically the same team, is at 40 to one. It just shows you public perception. Like the public want the Lions to be much better, but there's really not that much difference. Like, yes, the Vikings have a first place schedule, but it's we've seen it time and time again, year to year. It's not that big of a difference. Like they're still in the same division. They're still pretty much playing the same schedule. Um, just the public loves the Lions. Like 25 to one on them is pretty crazy. How much here, here's a good point. How much does the public love the Lions? The Lions have the tenth shortest odds to win the Super Bowl on FanDuel right now. Right. When is the last time <laughs> the Detroit Lions had the 10th shortest odds to win the Super Bowl? I like I, I can't even imagine. I would need Evan Abrams to dig deep into the research That's to crazy. tell me that. And by the way, to your point about quarterbacks and the better quarterbacks, six of the top 10 teams are AFC teams. It's not evenly split. Obviously, Niners, Eagles are uh, three and four in shortest odds. Cowboys are six, and then Lions are 10. Um, I hope people understand what Chad just said there, though. Like, the literally, the betting public is all over the AFC where we're going to have crazy value, just like the Eagles were crazy value last year in the NFC. It's the like, they just don't learn their lesson, Chad. That's just how it is. So, once again, they're going to be betting up all these numbers off just because QB's names, and we're going to find some good value here um, heading into the summer on these NFC teams. It's just the way it is. Like you just said, that's crazy. Uh, the fact that, well, they moved Cincy, but at one point it was Chiefs, Bills, and then Cincy were the top three best odds for Super Bowl. Yep. That's insane to me. Like usually it would be the Eagles right there next to the Chiefs, but it's the public love for these quarterbacks. So um, pretty, pretty hilarious if you. To me, the Cowboys are a waste. Like anything at more than 20 to one with them, I would never bet on it for Super Bowl futures. So them at 15 to one, that's purely name and fandom. Like that, that's a crazy number for a team that didn't even make it to the conference championship game. And they're not going to be better next year. Like if anything, they're going to lose a couple of key players. Um, that's, that's crazy. They're at that number. I don't know about you, but it, it's, it's rare for me to take a team that, you know, I don't like the coach in Stanley, but the Chargers at 20 to one, if I'm going to go with an AFC team at a long odds, I guess I would look at them, but they're just one of those. I just not going to do it yet. I'm just going to hope this number keeps coming down. But of all the teams that their, their odds are too low. I could see a chargers just because the chiefs win the super bowl. They're going to be a public darling next year where last year people kind of left the chiefs left for dead um, this year. It's an overreaction. The team just won the super bowl. Now, I think Matt Mitchell's one chiming in uh, before the Chiefs uh, played. I think it was Jaguars Chargers. He said the Chargers were going to probably beat the Chiefs. I couldn't really hate on it because to me, they're they play each other in the regular season. They play each other really tough. So if I'm looking at a team in the AFC 
that has a little bit of sleeper potential. I guess it would be the Chargers, but I just want to give that out to people right now. Like to me, if I'm going to lock up my money, I want to lock it up on a couple of long shots or a team that can make a QB move. Not really the Chargers are our, they, we are, they are what they are, right, Chad? They kind of are what they are. I'm not a buy. Look, I've given the Chargers my love. I've given the Chargers my money. I've given the Chargers my faith. <laughs> we You're know out. what they are, right? I don't I don't believe in Brandon Staley yeah, as a decision tough. maker. Uh, I don't think he puts his teams in a position to succeed, uh, even if he was a little bit more thoughtful and more responsible with the play calling. This is a team that historically – is snake bitten, bad yeah. injuries, fluke injuries. They can have the best defense in the world. I don't think they're going to be able to sustain through a season. They are not going to consistently be better than the Chiefs in the Chiefs division. Uh, I am off that bandwagon. And I think what's challenging for what you just laid out in terms of finding value in the NFC is that there, other than the Bears, there aren't a lot of teams that I think have the right pieces in place. And I do think there's one AFC team that I'm going to get to, but I do want to I do want to run down the odds for some other AFC NFC teams because I do think it's interesting, right? Like, there's nobody. I think the Cowboys are frauds. Just yes, right. I can believe in the Niners because of Kyle Shanahan. And because we saw enough from Brock Purdy that if he ends up being the guy, possibly, right? Also, he might not be back until the middle of the season. They could make a trade. They could also make a trade. Obviously, we can believe in the Eagles. Lions at 30 to 1? Come on. Like, we we know we're not doing that because we don't think there's value there. Packers at 30 to 1, we're not doing because we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Rams are semi-interesting because there is going to be some regression. They will be healthier probably getting through sort of the Super Bowl hangover Rams at 30. I don't get that number though. I don't get why it's lower. It's not lower. Like again, I, I don't want to It's too high. Sports books, but these, these lines are a bit tight. Yeah, 37 to 1 right now with FanDuel. It doesn't seem it seems like they should be 50 to 1. Yeah. Um and then like the Giants are 42 to 1. I, I, again, another team I I wanted to take them at 50 to 1 to me. That's good value in the Giants team, but either the pros have betted or the books are just getting tight with the line. But I love the value in the Giants. Like they're we know the history of the NFC East, right? The same team hasn't won the division back to back years. And I think it's up to 22 years now. Um we like the Giants upside. Like they're gonna get a bunch of guys off the books next year and they'll be able to maybe, maybe build a more uh Dable team that he wants to build. Um, you know, coach of the year, Brian, he's He's a good guy. He's got a good team, but 40 to one, 42 to one, me and Chad ain't biting on that. So no. I'm hoping these numbers drop a little more because I just, the the books, again, last year, we had a couple of different, obviously ugly, ugly, big, long swings on some of these underdogs. The only one that really made it with the Jaguars. So that's, we're trying to be picky here. To me, the best value is still the Bears, like 65 to one. I still think they have some value left there. So, um, uh, we are getting some questions on AMP about yeah. one of the teams that I, that the one AFC team I was going to bring up Cleveland Browns. We love the Cleveland Browns all year last year with Jacoby Brissett. We thought they were undervalued. Yeah. We liked their defense. We love their offensive line. We love their running game. The question is, will Deshaun Watson be fully back? If he's fully back, 
40 to one, 45 to one for the Browns. That's to me a flyer to take in the AFC because he should be one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. And another team we're about to talk about Denver. These are two different, like two teams I do want to talk about, but they're both teams that it's impossible for me to give them to you guys right now in February. Like I just, I can't do it where I honestly lean more towards Denver to give out right now. Um, But I'm just not because of, you know, obviously because of the division they're in. So my issue with the Browns here is I think Joe Burrow is that dude. I think he really is that guy. And he is such a game changer where it's kind of the same feeling I have with Josh Allen in that division of like, it's his, it really is his. Like we've seen it now two years in a row, Joe Burrow win this division. Um, So much BS going on in Baltimore. It's hard for me to want to be on their side too. Cause it's like they're, we saw their defense. I mean, they're really good the Ravens, but they got a lot of issues right now, especially that Lamar is just not happy. So I want to take all that noise and back this Browns team, but Watson showed us nothing, Chad. I think you're in agreement with me where he doesn't look like the man we were used to. And two, two and a half years ago is a long time to be what he is, which was a guy that, yes, he was practicing and he was around. It's different than being in the game and different beat writers. I read out of the Browns, um, you know, at Ohio talking about the Browns is they were trying to put him in spots to challenge him, right? They were trying to make him be uncomfortable because uh, they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs and they wanted to see what they had at him. And it's like, really? Is that really what they wanted? They didn't want to put him in easy spots just to get comfortable and running the offense. So I think they're just saying those things to save face. I, I just think he's not what we were used to. So um, for me and the Browns, I'm happy to wait. Like if anything – I could see these odds dropping a little more maybe when people maybe start betting Cincy up a little more, maybe even the Ravens, if it is Lamar coming back. So um, I'll wait on that one with the Browns. Um, I'd love to hear what your view is on it, but well, that's just, interesting. I that's can't put the like, money on Deshaun at this point. I, I, I was going to counter with what you just said that isn't this the time you make the bet because we don't know Deshaun and we did see him give us nothing and we like everything about that team. And to me, it's no different than making a bet on the box, hoping that they're going to trade for Tom Brady. We kind of don't know the quarterback situation. We think the quarterback that was situation, at 60 to one. No, but my point that's is that's my issue. But like, but then what's what's when is it low enough? Right? Like your your point is now until you just made the point that. With the Ravens, with some money coming on the Bengals, the Browns might drop a little bit more. And that makes sense to me. Okay, then I could wait. But like they're 35 to one right now in Jersey, the Browns. The Browns. Yeah. Like well, that's, that's shit. It should be that's 40, terrible, right? 45. But I'm getting, I see 45 to one at FanDuel in Connecticut. Right. So, so that's not, that's better. Right. So, so, like, so my point is, yeah, maybe we need to give people a threshold that are listening because it's every book does it differently in every state. So, yeah, like 45, 50, I would touch it, but 35, that's that's bad. That's bad value to me. So, that's just that's just my opinion of it where I, I don't want to touch it at 35 here in Jersey. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah. But to me, that's why I that's why I was leaning into the Browns. Um, I don't like Denver, you know, we've talked about. I loved Denver last year, obviously, with Russell Wilson and was yeah. was, was quite wrong. Um they're our I, team this year, though. I I got some bad news for you, Chad. It's it, they're literally gonna be our team, brother. Like I'm all in on them. So 
because of Sean can, Payton? We either can do it now. Yeah. We either can do that now or we can just wait until August and people hate me because I've just been talking about them for the last four months. But that's how my job is, people. I'm going to shit on a guy for a year like I just did with Russ, and then I'll be all in on him the following year because that's where the value shifts. So new coming to the year, if they made the right coaching move, I'd love this team because they have an incredible defense and the offense is there. Like the pieces are there. They got the coach. And yeah, do I want to make fun of Sean Payton for having weird fake teeth? Kind of, but he's an offensive genius. And you get that man in the room, say what you want about him. He is incredible getting every little bit of ounce of talent out of the quarterback position. So if Russ is cooked, I don't care. I'm getting way better value this year than I did last year at betting it. So I think it's a good number and I'm willing to pay at that price. Uh, the fact that he might not be because we've seen it time and time again, most normal teams have a Super Bowl hangover and the Rams were the farthest end of that spectrum, right? They completely shit the bed, fell off and they have a top 10 pick, whatever it is, or maybe they traded that pick away. I don't remember. Yeah. They don't have anything. <laughs> so that's the far end of the spectrum. I don't think the chiefs are going to be that, but I think the chiefs will be closer to what the Bengals were this year, which was a really good team. But that if the Ravens were healthy, healthy, the Ravens probably would have won that division, right? They were ahead of them by a couple of games. You saw the Bengals came out of the gate stumbling. That's kind of usually how it is with these Super Bowl teams coming off a year like that. So just in the value in that division, I know I talked about the Chargers earlier. I would wait on the Chargers. I think you'll be able to get a better number later on. The Broncos, I'm just going to grab now just because I think other pros are going to bet them. I just think the public might be off this one. The pros are going to like it. It's just a good team that now has a really good coach, and they have an owner that wants to spend money. So these are all things I look at and shop around once again. I've seen a couple 45-to-1s out there on Denver uh, on certain books. So FanDuel right now, they're showing 35-to-1. I don't hate it. I just think if you can find a 40-to-1, 42-to-1, try to find that uh, instead of taking the 35. Uh, For the record, I am seeing on the Bears – FanDuel has the shortest right now at 60 to one. But in Connecticut, where there are two other books, one of them has them at 70 to one. One of them has it at 80 to one. The one that has it at 70 to one had it at 100 to one until some kind of big player came in and made a bet <laughs> that needed approval. Oh, and yeah. That number has dropped like a stone. <laughs> well, I hope you put a thousand on it because that would be. That would be a hell of a story to hit that, uh, hit the Bears one on the Super Bowl. Because I know that's I put, one of those where I, I wouldn't let you hedge. <laughs> seven figures. Um, yeah, right. Uh, what? Um, all right. We just talked about the Browns. We talked about the Broncos. We talked about the Bears. Um, any other teams whose names start with B that we should talk about just to make sure that we're thorough here? Uh, I don't think we need to talk about the Bucks. I don't think we need to talk about the Bengals. Um, now, once again, if you want to throw if you want to throw bets on these teams, you believe in them, go for it. But I I like to wait on these top teams. This time last year, the Chiefs were at seven to one. Right? What happened in August? All the love had shifted from the Chiefs. Everyone was talking down on them, and I gave them out literally a week before the season kicked off with Chad on convince me at eleven to one. So. If you would have taken the Chiefs in February, you would have got shitter odds and the books would have held your money for all those months. So these top teams, that's why I don't even give them out. If I'm going to have a book hold my money for the next year, I want crazy odds like we had with the Jaguars last year. And it's such this year we don't have a Jaguars, but that was kind of a unicorn situation, right? We had a, we had a team in place and they had a coach step in 
and the public hated them and the pros hated them, right? Like they that was insane for them to be 150 to one. Do I want to come in here and tell you to put money on the Texans? No, but I will be putting money on the Texans, people. If you're looking for my craziest long shot bet, it's the Texans. I'm getting a couple of books that are giving me that 301. Like, I, I got to do it. They got D'Amico Ryans. Um, I think uh, Matt Mitchell's boy went there, right? Kingsbury? Did he officially think, sign there? I know they were having a conversation with him. I, I, I know that they talked with him and they that they're – it's to me, I think he'll take the job because they'll be like, we'll let you take the quarterback. I know he has a whole relationship. Um, might have been C.J. Strauss. I forget which quarterback it is, but like, there's some guy that he's he's paired up with. They're just looking for a spark there in Houston. Nope. So to me, they hired uh, Bobby Slovic, not Cleve Kingsbury. Oh wow, so that's a big deal. Yeah, rumors are it would be Baltimore. Oh, Ravens. No, today uh, the Ravens hired the that former Georgia, guy. Georgia offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think I saw it before it came on. So to me with Houston, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. But in that division, at 301, if they get some young stud quarterback, we get a Cam Newton type, if we get this kid that is just a unicorn, that's what we're looking for. We're just looking for a team that can steal a division. And you know, Jaguars, not that I'm saying I gave up on it, but I pretty much did. I think they were two and seven at one point. And I was like, that was one of my dumber bets I've ever made. I mean, I talked that months about them in that division. I was looking like an idiot because that division was so bad. They were able to come all the way back and win that division. So, yes, yeah, so I think the Jags are still the best team in that division, of course. But Chad and I talk every year. There's always a team that comes in fourth in their division that flips the following year and somehow wins the division. And that's no secret people. Like I'm telling you what we do every year. I'm looking for these teams that can be the, that were the fourth seed in their division and can flip. So what did we have three years ago? We had the Bengals at 175 to one, make it to the Super Bowl. That was the freak of freaks. Last year we had 150 to one, the Jaguars make it out of the first round into the second round, which was a big deal for them to make a divisional round. That was an easy position for me to hedge on taking that Chiefs team. That's the same thing we're hoping for this year. I mean, Chad just talked about with the Bears. If you can find 80 to one, that's a nice position to have, especially you know the pros are hitting this number. The fact that it's come down so much other books, that's a good value. I'm not saying Houston's going to be the team that wins it all, but just if you got 10 bucks in your account to win $300 on their future, throw it on there. Like to me, that's just a nice little value bet where if they hit on the quarterback, I think this team could be pretty good. We saw at the end of the year there, they played teams tough, right? I mean, they took the Chiefs to overtime. I think they took Dallas down to the wire. Um, They almost upset the Eagles in the middle of the season. They have talent on that team. I'm telling you, football, it's not that far off a lot of these teams. A lot of these teams do have the guys on the team. They just need the coaching and a couple, you know, A-list, blue chippers, stud athletes added to the team. They might be able to do that this year with Houston, right? They got the draft capital to make a move to get a quarterback, and I think they're going to go out there in a free agency and be able to attack that defense and keep adding to it. So I love D'Amico Ryan. I think he's a great coach. I'm excited for this Houston team. 301, Chad, longest shot bet of the offseason. We'll be talking about them a bunch coming up into this year. Just sitting here in February, I think you just take it. Just in case they do hit on the quarterback, this will drop down to 201. Just in my opinion, if they hit in the first round, that's how much quarterback means in this league. So I'm just going to take the value here on Houston. Well, uh, I got to tell you right now, I'm not seeing Houston any higher than 200 to one, uh, at least here in Connecticut and consensus 
uh, is around 130 to one. But you mentioned. I'll say, you see it there at the bottom, 280, 280, uh, 280 to one. Which which book? FanDuel. I don't know. You know what's funny? In Connecticut, FanDuel, I have a uh, hundred, you know, 130. <laughs> that's shit. Yeah. Totally no, shit. And maybe that's part of regulations, Chad. I don't know. Maybe you guys have some some regulation stuff there, but maybe. Um, I'll, um, post, I'll post it in the chat. Here's my here's my question. You mentioned going from first to worst or worst to first. You mentioned the NFC East. The only other team, and this is the last team I want to talk about, that sort of fits into that mold are the Washington Commanders. <laughs> I know. We can't do it, though, with everything going on with the sale of their team. And it just feels like they got a lot of bullshit going on behind the scenes. Right? Yep. I'm just I saying. Mean, I'm just saying. Know, it's... I, I, we make I crazy decisions on this podcast all the time. <laughs> I'm right there with you, though. I was honestly looking at them, too, and I just – I couldn't get there. I just I, – I can't do it where – I think they really are going to start that kid, Sam, at quarterback, which nothing against him. He had some moments. Um, He was fun to watch. I don't think that kid's it. I, I just don't see him uh, lasting. So that's one of those – I just want to call my shot early because you never know these quarterbacks. But, um, yeah, just – to me right now, if I'm going to type any money in the NFC, so it's just going to be on this Giants team. I think they're the only team that has any value. All right. One thing I do want to remind people of, Evan Abrams did an amazing roundup of the NFL betting awards, the best against the spread team, uh, best over-under teams. So let me run down here. Uh, the best against the spread team, 2022, 2023, the New York football giants, uh, their ATS was 14 and five, including the playoffs. $100 better was up $787 wow. um, on the year for the giants. Uh, this was the second best um, record as underdogs in the last 20 years, 10 and two. 2012 Rams were 11 and three. The worst ATS team this year, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 4 12 and one. Uh, final against the spread standings New York Football Giants, Detroit Lions, 12 and five. Cincinnati Bengals, great run at the end of the year. Yeah. They went uh, 13 and six. Niners, 13 and seven. Chargers, Chargers, 11, six and one. The best over under team, Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. Um, over the last three seasons, the Vikings are 34, 16 and one to the over. Damn. I know. Pretty good, right? Top under team, New York Jets and Tennessee Titans. They both finished the season 12 and five to the under. They profited and I love Evan. They profited an <laughs> extra $5 on the season due to a little more juice than on Tennessee's lines over the course of the season. Uh, the best over-under teams, Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so good. Best money line team, New York Football Giants. Uh, they finished 10-8-1 straight up. $100 better would win uh, 8 27 627 on the year. Worst 
money line team Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty good. Pretty good. No, it's uh, one of those things you just think through all those different games this year, and it's just like there's certain teams I couldn't get right all year, and it was definitely the New York Giants. Just could not get a read on that team all year. No, not at all. Uh, back in February, Patrick Mahomes was plus 700 to win the MVP. By the time the season got underway, he was plus 800, only behind Josh Allen. He had the second shortest preseason MVP odds for the winner since uh, 2015 behind Tom Brady, who was plus 400. Um, you mentioned uh, the Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. You gave it out on Convince Me right before the season started. They were uh, 10 to 1 entering the regular season, third in the NFL behind the Bills and the Buccaneers. Pretty good. Simon, we had a great year. It really was one of those special years, especially where we gave out five picks every week, uh, even including our bye week in the final week of the year. We finished 55, 30, and 33 against the spread, which obviously is pretty insane. We only had our worst week. It was two and three for the entire year, which was pretty insane. We never done yeah. that before. And you know, playoffs obviously didn't finish the way we wanted. Eagles couldn't come through for us, but overall, just really fun. And hopefully next year we can get just as lucky. Like it's rare we both both pick. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you want to give out Denver as a one seed, but either way, we both love the Chiefs and the Eagles coming into the season. Obviously, we won't probably be that lucky next year, but I'm already already looking forward to next year, brother, and breaking down uh everything. I just can't believe. You know, people were joking me like I made an NBA bet the other night. It's it's tough to stop. It really is. I don't know what I'm going to do these next couple of weeks, but I got to break away and get off the habit because um, it's just, you know, it is. I told you all the time. I literally wake up and check lines in the middle of the night. Last night, woke up, opened up the action app, went to the NFL lines, and there was just a Super Bowl line there. There was no new line. So it, it is officially the offseason. It is the uh, the darkest time of my life. So. I'm going to miss doing the show weekly with you talking football. Well, fortunately, we'll still be doing the show twice weekly as we have been. Yeah. We're not back on Thursday. Uh, this has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Don't forget, subscribe directly to the Favorites through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify. Download us through those two platforms wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. For Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.